Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm Dallas Travers, and I'm excited to share Lauren Litt with you today. A year ago, Lauren, like so many coaches, was burning the candle at both ends and straight up the middle all around, right, while she was at it. She had a bustling social media marketing service that required a lot of Lauren's time and energy. In fact, when she joined the Six Figure Coach Club, Lauren had zero clue how on earth she'd be able to generate more revenue without working more hours. But she trusted herself and she trusted the process to expand her team, increase her revenue by nearly 30%, but most importantly, get her life back. If you relate at all to what feels like a never-ending cycle of the entrepreneur hustle, Lauren's story is a must-listen because she describes the freedom that comes with trust, accountability, and the right plan. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Lauren. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm just open right now to everything because I, I did not believe I would be here. Um, and I am kind of just so excited and grateful. So let's dive in. Yeah, let's do it. So the reason why I wanted you to come on the show and share your journey is because you had a six figure year in your business. And it, I mean, the year is not done. And I think that on the outside looking in, I just observed you being an action taker, being being a participator, right? And then witnessing, oh, this is what happens when you show up fully. So my intention having you on the show today is to inspire the people listening who perhaps have played 50% in, right, or in and out to commit to themselves to play all in because... Things can happen really quickly when you show up, and that's something that you have done in spades this year. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I One, the group is so amazing. The fact that anyone would not jump in 100%, like every person in this group, I want to take everything they do. Like They have so much value to offer the world. So mm-hmm. for people in the group who are listening, if you are not doing this 100%, like I, I, want, I want to buy your program. I want to be a part of your group. I want to do all this stuff. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I just, I start up first. I want to be super transparent because that's important for me. Um, and that, yes, I am, am having a six figure year. I've been in business. I started my business in 2013 and I, um, you know, officially launched Little Shameless Plug, which is my social media management company in 2014. So Mm -hmm. I've been in business for six years and for the last three, well, 
before joining the club for the last three years, I was hovering in the high seventies, low eighties, Yeah, you know, and I was personally making about 50, okay. uh, you know, so, so I was close, but I had no idea how to get, I was just drowning. And I think, I don't know if you remember, but in January I was so burnt out and mm-hmm. so overwhelmed and I wasn't enjoying my work anymore. I wanted to go and write a dog food book. I was like, I'm going to join Dallas's class and do something else because I, I don't want to do off that ledge so fast. <laughs> you're like, no, no, um, <laughs> you're not going to do that. So, and I just didn't know. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to build a course around social media because I feel exhausted. I, I just felt empty about yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay, so I want to paint the picture for everyone listening. You had been in business for several years, mm-hmm. being able to pay yourself. You had your systems in place with your social media management company. Mm-hmm. You'd lost that loving feeling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And a part of that was probably because you are a creative person and you were ready for the next thing, dog mm-hmm. food books, right? <laughs> and also because of the way your business was structured, you didn't have enough support to be able to even see opportunities for growth. Because I'm going to guess in your mind, growing meant working more hours and there were no more hours left in the day. Is that accurate? Yeah. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even the hours, you know, because I, I am creative and the work I do in social media is creative work, right? I'm, I'm constantly telling stories and that's really fun. Uh, it was that I didn't have one single more moment of, of space in my brain to be creative for anyone else. And I've just felt so tapped and, and yeah. empty. Yeah. That, that's the word for it. Um, so yes. So what changed? Um, I knew that I was not getting anywhere, uh-huh. you know, even though um, beginning of the year, you know, I'd had the, the previous year, I, would, I think I made $83,000, you know, but, but um, I just knew I was, I was just moving in, in, in space. I wasn't seeing my finances get better. I wasn't seeing my personal life get better. I had moved, I mean, not personal, like my husband's awesome. Love just a <laughs> shout out to Georgie. You're listening, dear. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, my personal creativity mm-hmm. and I had moved to Atlanta for the sole reason that I was going to be able to have time for my acting career and this yeah. dream that I had had where I get to have my business and my, you know, have my cake and eat it too, be able to enjoy my acting career and be able to enjoy my business was not happening. Mm-hmm. And so the reason I joined Six Figure Coaching Club is A, I've shared this with you, but I've never gone down a path with you and not come out better on the other side, not had some kind of incredible result in my own life. So I knew that there was a transformation that would come. I didn't know what it would be, Mm -hmm. Um, but I also knew uh, I didn't have the resources within myself to get better. I'd been doing this for six years now. Like it wasn't going to get better if I didn't ask for help. Yeah. Okay. So in preparing for this episode, you and I chatted a little bit about something I talk about often, which is that a lot of stuck coaches ask the wrong questions and we get answers to the questions that we ask. Mm -hmm. And so if you're asking the wrong questions, we often then end up solving the wrong problems in our business. So a year ago, what questions were you asking in your business? The main question when I stopped to ask myself this uh, the main question I was asking is, how am I going to get it all done? Mm-hmm. 
And, and that's a tricky question because, you know, you could think like, oh, well, I, you know, how am I going to get it all done? I'll hire someone. Like that seems like that could be the end result of that, but that's not how my brain works. My brain would then say, well, Lauren, I don't know. How are you going to get it all done? You could wake up at three. (laughs) You could, you know, uh, do, you know, just have all this stuff. And then it it was just, I was so stressed. I was Mm -hmm. so stressed and still on the edge. Um, and so the question that I started asking myself was how can I delegate this? Right. Because I knew that the, when you, when we talk about a zone of genius and where you want to be at when you're with your business, where I felt happy and whole with what I was doing is the creativity. And I love meeting with small business people and seeing the story they can tell and getting people excited about it. That's like the joy that I find in, in social media. And I was like, okay, if that's where I want to live, how can I delegate every other single thing? Mm-hmm. And by the way, this language I'm using right now is not language that I had in January. Mm. You know, it mm-hmm. took uh, starting the course and just trusting and learning because yeah. I felt like so behind when I started because I heard people talking about their dream client power statement and delegation and their teams. And I was like, I don't have any of this. Like I, I have a couple of people who still work with me, you know and, and more now, but, um, I, I just didn't, I was like, whoa, I am behind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I see that a lot with the coaches that I work with is this feeling of being behind. Mm -hmm. And then we try to find a silver bullet, right? Like I'm so far behind. I have to find an overnight solution, Mm -hmm. which is just another hack right? It is not a habit. And then we're right back to where we started, which is feeling behind because that thing didn't work. So so you knew that something had to change. You also had this awareness that on your own, you wouldn't be able to figure out what the thing was that had to change. Yeah. Got it. And so January, I remember I told you to skip ahead to step five in the process. Everyone listening, if plug your ears, ignore that I just said that because we, we needed to get you support. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Because I was, I was drowning. And in fact, I remember on that call, you were like, you had just told someone else that they need to make their way through the course. And then yeah, you were like, at the beginning. I don't remember who it was, but you were like, so-and-so don't listen, Lauren, you need to go to team track. <laughs> But that's the beautiful thing about this system is, yes, in a dream world, we're all going to go through it in the proper way, right? Mm -hmm. But that it's there's so much within the Six Figure Coach Club that you're also able, and maybe don't listen, but like there's (laughs) if there's a problem you're having, it is in there. The solution Mm -hmm. is there. And, you know, if it's not there, which I don't know why it wouldn't be, it's within our community. Yeah. There's yeah. so many amazing coaches. There's so much brilliant, talented, educated people, emotionally intelligent. Like it's just, it's so great. It's so great. I want to talk about this because you raise a really good point. I think it's so easy for a coach who's stuck to lose the connection they have to self-trust. And then what I find when that connection is corroded in some way, every action they take takes longer to implement. They, it's hard to build on success because nothing feels successful because they can't really own their own progress. And then back to that magic, like magic pill or silver bullet syndrome. So there's a fine line for me as a mentor between laying out a clear path 
beginning to end that solves all the problems and answers all the questions and empowering you to use your own resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. I, I say it sometimes in the club, eat the fish, spit out the bones, right? Like here's the menu and you can cho- choose your own adventure a little bit. So what was that like for you when you think about how you've grown as a leader, even if it's a self-leader? Mm-hmm. Um, what has that been like for you this year? Like, so yes, when I look at my year, my 10 month year, (laughs) um, there's, there's the money that is clear, Mm -hmm. but the thing that has come out more clear, and I think this answers your question is the, as you said, the trust and value in myself, Mm -hmm. I am able, I, you know, we recently in the retreat mapped out next year and felt super confident about all of the things I was putting in place for my business and knowing that my team was there and I knew exactly how I was going to plug people in. And I had so much joy putting that together. Uh, and then I overshot my money, money, money goal. And I was like, Dallas, did I do this wrong? <laughs> like oh, that's right. Right. You had a, a money, a dollar amount in your mind. And then when you made the plan, you realized that you had underestimated what was possible. Yeah. That yeah. I like was going to make more money than I thought next year. And, uh, so the, <laughs> But I don't at all worry that I'm not going to be able to implement and to do the mm. things that bring me joy now. I know exactly how to do that and how to tap into that good feeling. Yeah. Um, and even though we should totally talk about growing my team because that's been yeah, a big journey. Uh, but even though you know I had like some setbacks and stuff and like maybe hired the wrong person and then had to spend more hours in training and, and prepping, the end result is such a good one. And it is worth it. It is that, you know, my dad says, you know, like, oh, your thirties are a time of work. And I'm like, dad, I'm almost 40. (laughs) But You know, it's like, there's a time for work sometimes that you just kind of have to put your head down and get it all in order. But I'm trusting that on the other side of this, which I'm now starting to experience that I do have that balance of creativity for work and creativity for myself that I desperately need. So yeah. And that you didn't think was possible. No, I did not think it was possible. I thought I had to completely trash a little shameless plug and move on so that I was going to be able to have the life I wanted. And that's not true. And I actually, I think I'm, I'm doing more valuable work now Mm -hmm. and better work for my clients, um, even in the long-term clients than I was a year ago. And it's not that you're a social media company, right? right? But it's, it's the confidence that I have now in moving forward with everything. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so let's list out some of the concrete results that you've seen this year. And then I do want to get into a conversation about delegation and growing your team because that was really the magic. That was, I was going to call it a magic pill as I'm saying no one go for that. But that was the... That was this the the necessary step that opened the doors for you to see your it business. It was the foundation. Yeah. It's the absolute foundation for everything I do. And one of the joys I have is being a job creator. Yeah. Like from my very first hire five years ago, which celebrating Gerilyn in my five year uh, on October 31st, uh, but – I knew that I loved hiring people and I specifically love hiring moms who are working from home. Like I just love knowing I'm providing a job to people who can do that. And so for me, that's actually kind of my reason why for a little shameless plug now is so that I can hire brilliant creative women uh, who have flexibility in their job. Like that's kind of the basis of the whole company. Right. Great. Okay. So we'll get to hiring in a moment. Let's first, I want to get concrete about the results that you've seen this year. 
opening my So space. what are you celebrating in terms of what you've been able to create? Yeah, so craziness happened this year, as we all know. Uh, so concrete results. One is I had looking at my little spreadsheet here of things. So my income, if we want to say, you know, one, that's the most obvious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, right now I'm projected to be at 107,200. Look at you. <laughs> um, so that's the current, nothing changing. Um, but so that's the money. Okay. My clients. So that's 27, I, give or take, 27,000 more than the year before. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um my clients here went from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I had seven clients at the beginning of the year, and now I have a couple are seasonal, but um thirteen. Okay. So you've almost doubled your client mm-hmm. roster without doubling your workload. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. We got to talk so like, about this delegation stuff, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know, so obviously like I haven't had all those clients all year. So next year I know I'm making minimum like 175, even if I do nothing else. Yeah. Got it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's great. I have now kind of security and long-term effectiveness. Uh, I grew my team from two uh, to, I now have five independent contractors and one um, company that I contract with to do my business management. So there's okay. like several people in there. So that's yeah. six to eight people. Uh-huh. Um, I launched a course. Yeah. Which makes me so happy. <laughs> so, And I found it, that's the concrete thing. But the joy yeah. I have in sharing like what I know, mm-hmm. it's over like it's overwhelming. It, it makes me so happy and I get, I just, I love it. I love it. And I didn't know that that would be the way that this would go at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I think those are my basic tangibles. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I love how inspired you are to create incredible jobs for people. That's I love it so much. Yeah. I can't tell you. Like, (laughs) and when I work with people, um, even even the relationship that I had with the, with the woman who is not working for me anymore, she's so brilliant. But you helped me see that she was the right person for my company, but not for right now. Yeah, you know, and and so it's just exciting that I'm going to grow my business even more and be able to hire even more creative, brilliant, fabulous uh, women. And I'd open, I'd be open to some men too. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's really get into the nitty-gritty of how you grew your team and how you delegated because I want everyone listening to walk away with something really tangible in that area. Awesome. If you never seem to have enough time to get it all done, maybe you don't remember the last time you actually had a full weekend off or perhaps you're a master at avoiding the important priorities to really move your coaching business forward, Schedule Domination is your new best friend. That's because Schedule Domination shows you the exact process I follow to design my ideal work week, create space for everything from downtime to client work to list building, Facebook Lives, content creation, 
really everything, all in a pretty color-coded calendar that's totally customizable and designed to help you feel accomplished, grounded, and productive every single week rather than like this hamster running your buns off on the wheel that never goes anywhere. Sounds really good, right? So what I want you to do is head on over to schedule domination.com right now grab this free training then send me a photo of your shiny new organized calendar right in your instagram stories i'm a total nerdy capricorn for this kind of stuff so you're gonna make my day you know i'm just gonna say it schedule domination it just might change your life grab the training now for free at schedule domination.com and let's get back to the episode all right we're back lauren Let's yeah. talk about delegating. It's where you started your year, um, and it's the thing that al- allowed you to have creativity back in your life. It's the thing that allowed you to have the time to launch a course mm-hmm. and also provide great jobs for other creative women, which is a big value for you. So I just would like to hear about your what you learned around building your team, and then if you want to share a concrete tool or process that was helpful for you with delegating or building your team, that would be awesome. Great. So first I want to say this isn't easy. If you are a control freak. What? Like I, I, don't, I don't understand. What is this word control freak you use? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I've been told about it. I just see that everything is the right way when I do it. So. <laughs> um, you know, coming from there, letting go, and I still at the beginning – this is so crazy. But at the beginning of every day, I write down my things and I look at it and I say, okay, what can I delegate? Because this isn't natural or easy for me. Right. It's just got not. it. Um, so I start team traction being like, okay, Dallas, sure, I'm going to hire people. And I had huge resistance around it. Like when you told me to start on that, I was very emotional. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to be able to afford someone. I don't even know how to find someone. Um, because I had... I'd kind of worked backwards in my business and that I already had two people working in their own zones of genius for me, but I did not have someone who could tie all the pieces of get together and do all the kind of admin and stuff that you recommend people start with because that feels really hard to give up my inbox. And that feels really hard to give up, um, that control with my clients. And I'm still working on that by the way. But, um, so when I started to take team traction, It was like trust. I keep saying this, but it was just trusting that you had put together a program that was not going to lead me astray and that I wasn't, I had to trust myself to know that I wasn't going to get myself into a situation that I couldn't get myself out of. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, you know, had set up, I took the things and I did, I did every single thing that we were supposed to do in that little team traction thing. I think I even didn't fully check off one because there was like one little thing in the Google box or something that I was like, well, I like to do it this other way. So I purposely didn't check off the course because I was like, well, I didn't complete it. <laughs> You're such so, a follower. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I am. I really am. It's, it's a problem. Um, but I went to hire my first person and the fear that came up, which you had to coach me through, was what if I hired the wrong person? Yes. That was something that really was big for me because, you know, I'm going to put all this energy and time into someone and then they're going to go away, you mm-hmm. know, or they're going to something. And I will say that something bad did happen. Yeah. It did. Uh, pretty 
you know, it, it, it jeopardized for me, uh, one of the main pillars of the company, which is we're removing your stress of social media. And my new client definitely was not feeling less stressed about his social media. So, um, so I went in and the, the tool you put together for us of, of the hiring, you know, how you trickly put together the, um, the hiring email you're supposed to send. Oh yes. Yeah. No, the email you're supposed to send because, you know, I again was working backwards. So yeah. I had already hired middle pyramid. So I had to go and hire base of the pyramid. And actually I wasn't even hiring base of the pyramid first. I was hiring, um, a social media manager. So it was more yeah. even like, anyway, um, but when you put together the job listing, you're supposed to kind of leave little hints about who you are and who you're looking for. And one of the things that I love is, you know, in the subject line, say whatever. Uh, and so I had people put, you know, like, uh, what did I, your favorite social uh, ice cream flavor. But yeah. uh, I knowing that when all of these things came in, because a lot of applications come in when you put out a job posting, uh, the actual people I was looking at was like 13 and 60 applications. Right. So I want to break this down for everyone listening. This has been so helpful for me whenever I've had to hire, which is to first get really clear about what are the qualities that are not really teachable, right? Like someone can learn how to use Google Drive. But it's a lot trickier to learn how to pay attention to detail, right? So what qualities does this new hire need to possess? And then how can we hide Easter eggs, essentially, in the job description and the hiring process to reveal those qualities? So one of them is attention to detail, right? And so by putting, like, to apply, send an email to this address with your favorite ice cream flavor in the subject line, right away, the people who don't take that step are not, don't have the attention to detail quality. So that's the process that you followed. And it helped, what was that, like a third of the people then who applied were now able to move on to the next step because only they put their ice cream in the subject line. Okay. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it it just removed a lot of the pressure around it because yeah. if you're thinking like, well, how am I going to weigh through this? Like most people aren't going to read the directions. Most people aren't going to be your perfect person. And so if you set it up in a way that's going to immediately alert you, like it just, it, it just removed the pressure of that part of the situation. Got it. Okay. So you, step one was you got behind the idea that you could not continue without more people on your team. Mm-hmm. Step two was to get clear on the position you were hiring for, the qualities that person needed to possess, and then put a job posting out designed to reveal those qualities. Okay. And you and then you hired the wrong person. And then I hired the wrong person. Yeah. It's so easy to do. So easy. <laughs> so easy to do. Yeah. But here's – because I also think that I knew that creatively who I needed yeah. for this social media management thing. But I didn't really understand how much administration I'd been doing oh, with uh, – as as our friend Talita says, unconscious competence, right? Yes. Like yeah. I just kind of know the streamlines of things and I hadn't downloaded that portion of it from my brain. Got it. So the position you were hiring for wasn't, you didn't realize it at the time, but it wasn't totally clear, yeah. which is why what you said earlier, you hired the right person for the wrong role, essentially. Yes. 
Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Can you share what that process was like for you letting this person go? I think that would be really helpful for our listeners. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. I um I had had it still really kind of upsets me cuz uh, you know, I just this young woman so talented, fun, smart, uh really aligned with me, you know, like we just had a really good working relationship together. And unfortunately because I think it, I truly think it was, you know, the downside of me in that I didn't understand fully and hadn't properly given her the tools because I didn't fully know how much uh-huh. I had hanging out in my brain still, you yeah. know? And so we, I, I had to reach out to the club again and everybody gave some good feedback. And and what we came to was that I needed to be honest with her, which obviously is important. Um but also to know that, it, you know, I, I didn't tell her, you know, like, it's not you, it's me. Like, I didn't say that. Uh-huh. But when I, when I spoke to her that last time, it's really like breaking up. It was yeah. really painful. Um, but it was just to say that I praised her for the things that she does, which are awesome. And I let her know that there's this other section that I really have to hire someone for because this is the, the most important thing right now. And that, um, you know, I, I let her kind of choose that we would love to have her, you know, as a as needed basis for this section that mm-hmm. she was really great at, uh, but that I was getting to hire someone. So I wouldn't be able to have her on for as many hours and yeah. kind of left it up to her. And so she got back to me and said she would like to just make a clean break and that's totally fine. Um, But if I were, you know, end of next year where I can hire someone for pure creative, I would absolutely go back to her. Got it. Because she's really good at it. Is that helpful to people? This is so great because I think – Especially for coaches, we're heart centered. We like, we're in this because we like people and we like helping people. So to separate our feelings from, uh, to pull our feelings out of that decision is hard to do. But what I always try to remember is that it doesn't feel good to be in a job that you know you're not that good at. So by keeping her in a position that she like really wasn't that wasn't set built for her in the long run it's not helpful for her confidence and her professional growth. So And like you know it, right? You know it the yeah. whole time when it's yeah. not working out. It's, yeah. it's, uh speaking with another coach friend like she knew it the whole time it wasn't working out with her person like you just yeah. know and you can we're all very emotionally intelligent. That's why we are coaches, right? Because yeah. we're we're able to connect with people like that. And you just can feel the honesty in a conversation when something isn't going right or, you know, you know that they're feeling like I did not bring my best here and I'm just going to try and futz through it, you know, mm-hmm. like you just, you know that a hundred percent. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit before we move on, what's the shape of your team now? So you let that person go. It was painful, but that was definitely a, like, that's a six-figure coach decision that you had to make, right? Yeah. So do you feel now that you have the right people in the right roles on your team? Um, so I think, so my, I have my zones of genius people Mm -hmm. totally do right on with that. And I've been able to over the years, because some Uh of them have. I'm really lucky in that the people who I've hired who stay, stay, and they love it. So I feel really delightful about that. 
Um, but over the years, I've been able to identify like, oh, you're really good at this piece of this. We mm-hmm. and I now have enough clients that we can actually just totally dedicate you to this. Uh, so it's yeah. it's acknowledging always in every conversation that I have with my team, I'm always acknowledging what they do right. And we've started our our team meetings with wins from the very beginning. Because, uh, you know, I've always had a virtual business, so I've never been able to be one-on-one. Um, I don't know if I got that from you a million years ago, Dallas, or if oh, it's yeah. just something. I'm, I'm I was... sure I didn't invent the idea. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, you know, to me, it was like, I don't know these people and I want to know the people I work with. So we've always started with a personal and a professional win. Um, or, you know, when it was just Geraldine and I at the beginning, we would chat a little bit about like, yeah. oh, and how's your kids? And like, they would pop yeah. in and, you know, just a little bit of that. Because to me, sorry, this is a whole side note, but being a woman in business, mm-hmm. we're going to do it differently. And I'm glad we do it differently. That's yeah. part of my mission is to have a company and a business that honors the fact that if you want to be a mom, you can be a mom. If you don't want to be a mom, you don't have to be. But like, it's that this is our life and it's our whole life and work is a part of it. Yeah. So that's Beautiful. that. Um, so, okay. So my people here, um, I have four people who are in vo- zones of genius. Mm-hmm. One of them, I'm going to be switching um, out of the kind of administration piece that she does because she's not as great at that. And I really need to hire someone who is just dedicated to that yeah. basic stuff. Yeah. So that's for closing loops and like gets a thrill out of an empty inbox and yes. like that person. Got and it. Who I think you've told other people that's, you know, like a $35 an hour person, but you don't need them 30 hours a week. You know, that you need yeah. them like five hours a week. Yeah. You need them, I like, would say – I, I would say that that's probably a $20 an hour position. Yeah, for sure. Because that's that's a pretty straightforward administrative assistant role that they could move up into a project manager position. But I don't – I think you could find a great person at $20 an hour. Okay. All right. Yeah, so so there's wanna... there's that. But then – um oh, I wanted to say, so my new um, administrative – my social media manager who's come on board is so fantastic and actually was my second choice from my first round oh. six months ago. Okay. So it worked out. That's it great. did work out. So she's working out great. And one of my goals next year is to bring her on as a full-time employee and I don't have any full-time employees. So right. that's that. And then I have this business management company that I'm working with who's helping me um, plan my courses and chart and launch and stuff. Yeah. So that's my current team. Love it. Okay. So you have gone from, even though you had two people on the on your team, really feeling like a one-person operation in a lot of ways mm-hmm. or li- really feeling like you, Lauren, have to do the heavy lifting, to shifting now to asking that question, how can I delegate this first? That's just brilliant. I want it's really hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I'm going to guess it comes naturally to some people, but I, I'm with you on that boat. It doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah. I Which have to like because I'm so my- bossy. So why? <laughs> Why would this? I have to sit on my hands and be like, I could do that. I could do that in five seconds, but I'm just going to forward this email and tell them to do it and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yes, I hear you. I am with you in that struggle. Um, So before we wrap up, I would just love to hear, because we spoke a little bit before we started recording, about what really are probably the three characteristics that set you up for this transformational year. And they are taking action, having accountability, and then this theme of trust. Mm -hmm. Could you just speak about each one of those a little bit? 
In particular, I want you to imagine that there's a listener tuning in who's just like on the precipice and could wake up tomorrow and decide to throw in the towel or could wake up tomorrow and decide to turn, Mm -hmm. like to really build the business that they've always wanted. What would you say to them about those three components? Okay, I'm going to put myself back in January Lauren mindset quickly. So I, um, I, when I invested in myself in Six Figure Coach Club, mm-hmm. um, this was huge for me. This was a huge, huge financial decision. Uh, my husband and I had just bought a house. You know, there was a lot of things. Well, not just, but, you know, like there were a lot of financial things on my plate and this felt big. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I did it, I was going to go in 100% because mm-hmm. this was a lot of money for me at the time. And if I was going to make this investment, I was going to make it worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So I became that old woman in the, in the junior college course who asks every question. Yes, totally. (laughs) I was like, I don't, I have no shame around this. I am going to get my value. And so I literally, I signed up for everything. If there was a course, it's like one of the first things my admin person did is she gets all of the six figure coach club emails and she books out my time. Yeah. Like those are non-negotiable time periods for me. So one was, do I trust my, am I going to do this? Yes. Okay. Well then I have to do it a hundred percent. Yeah. So taking action and fully committing. Yeah. Yes. Good. Because I knew that, you know, I, I did go to college, but mm-hmm. I went to college for political science. I am not a business major. I don't know. I did not know what a dream client power statement was. I didn't know not what anybody was talking about when I started mm-hmm. the course. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to trust that I will know and okay. that Dallas is going to help me put the right foot in front of, you know, I'm just going to keep falling forward and catching myself. Got it. Okay. So that was the one is like, yeah. am I going to do this? Yes. It's a lot. It's scared. Like I just even talking about it right now, Dallas, I'm sweating. Yeah. Like, I'm cold I see sweat. Yeah. Just the, and it's interesting because the, the, there's the financial investment right? Which can be meaningful. But it's also for me, often that bigger investment of, okay, I'm saying, I'm declaring that I'm going to do something. And now it's up to me to do it, which feels like an even bigger expense in a way. Like that part for me is the scariest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what about accountability? So I, if I know one thing about myself, it's that uh, whenever I, I'm going to take on a project, I build accountability immediately mm-hmm. because I am the kind of person who likes to like get A's and likes to, you know, move forward. And I know that if there's someone else on the other side of things um, that I can encourage them and they can encourage me, like that's to me, the natural process of learning for me. So one of the first things I did was when I was reaching out in the Facebook group, uh, we had a our first co-working session, I think it was February, yeah, March, mm-hmm. whenever all of this situation happened. And we had all had such a great time. And I posted, does anyone else want to do this on the regular? And a couple people, you know, posted. And so I was like, okay, here's the time and here's the Zoom link. And whoever's supposed to show up is going to show up. Okay. And uh, one person showed up at first and we were meeting every week. And then another person joined us and we were meeting every week. And then we decided we needed to meet twice a week. And those are, again, spaces when we talk about working on your business instead of in your business, right? Like I had to have that time to think. I had to have those colleagues 
to work ideas through. And, you know, I feel like they are all way above me mm-hmm. in, in their process and what they're doing. And so to uh, admire them and see them work through their process as well taught me so much and to be able yeah. to try and help them when I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it sounds like so just for everyone listening, we have a lot of calls inside the Six Figure Coach Club for built-in accountability and structure. But Lauren, you took it upon yourself to form accountability partnerships above and beyond that. And I, I'm i going to assume here that part of what made that so effective for you was that you were all speaking the same language because you were a part of the same program. So that created a, a container, right? We Instead literally of- will say, okay, if Dallas were here, <laughs> Dallas would say, <laughs> like we live, and and because here's the thing, you may feel alone. You are not alone. Yeah. If you are having a problem, I guarantee you, someone else is having the exact same issue, or has already worked through it, or is feeling that coming up. Like there is nothing new on the planet, y'all. There is. We have now. It is 2020. We've experienced everything. There is yeah. not a single thing that's new. So that that too was was amazing because uh you know I was building my team whereas. Uh, some of them hadn't quite gotten there yet, but we're much further along in having courses or whatever. Right. So, you know, I was like trying to figure out how to put together a course and, and they would say like, oh yeah, you know, I remember that it's really cool. Just keep going because this thing's going to happen. And all of a sudden you have a course. Yeah. You know? So yeah. just having that, yes, the, the same thing, the same pool, we're all swimming in the same pool, which was really yeah. nice. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So taking action creating accountability. And let's wrap things up with this conversation about trust. Because I, when I look at you, I see two layers of trust. One is trusting in the process and the other one is trusting in yourself. Mm-hmm. So how has trust played a role for you this year? This has been all... So in my other accountability group... <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I know. I know. I'm I'm a bit of an... I only have two though. I only have two, Dallas. Okay. Um, <laughs> At the very beginning of this year, they were like, okay, we we themed our years and the, mm-hmm. the theme was what we need to work on most. And so, oh, so the theme was not pandemic. Like no, it, it, I oh. mean, you know, no, it wasn't. Um, so and we gave each other our years because we know each other. And so yeah. my year is Lauren's year of Lauren. Ah. Because I put everybody else first and I do everything for everyone else. And so it was about I've been on a journey all year about trusting myself and about knowing my boundaries and mm-hmm. and knowing when I need to say no to things. Like this has been my entire journey this whole year is just mm-hmm. how could I um, learn learn to really listen to myself and trust mm-hmm. that my voice is the one that I need to hear. That's been mm-hmm. my whole journey this year. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling it'll probably be my journey for the rest of my life. Yeah, maybe, right? Yeah. I but um, so that's, you know, that's where I started. And just knowing that my dad always says, you always land on your feet when he talks to me. He's like, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but you always land on your feet. So hearing my dad's voice, you know, being like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to land on my feet. So let's just find out what that looks like. Uh-huh. You know, being curious, it's trust, but also, as you say, like being curious about like, well, what, what would be there? And the fear is supposed to be there too. Mm -hmm. I I have this little thing that I wrote down that it's actually in my phone and I have it pop up in weird times. And and when I go to weird places, that's cool. Um, And it says feeling fear is being brave. 
Yeah. Fear is part of the process. It is totally fine. It is natural to come up, but I'm just trusting that that is natural and I'm going to move through it and then I'm going to get education and I'm going to be able to know something and then I won't be afraid anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like those two things are like twinsies, right? Mm -hmm. You had to have enough self-trust to even think about trusting a process and you had to have enough trust in the process to then like amplify your self-trust right? Um, That's beautiful. Well, and trust in the process was just easy for me because I've known you for so long. Yeah. You know? And you're a good student. So, oh, videos and worksheets. Cool. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, I get to check off things. Oh my God. And they're in pretty colors. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And there's printouts. Yeah. So this has been just very illuminating, but also inspiring to hear. I'd love to just wrap our conversation up by hearing what's your plan for next year. So you had this growth, your team has grown, you've grown as a leader, your revenue has grown, your cre- your room for creativity has grown. So what's in store for 2021? 2021 is going to be really exciting. Um oh, because it'll 2020 will be gone. But <laughs> right. People are going to hear in 5 years and be like, "Why were they so obsessed with 2020?" It's like yeah. Anyway, um I am really, really thrilled that next year, my number one goal is the woman that I currently have as my social media account manager, that we're going to be growing again uh, Mm -hmm. so that at about March, I'm going to bring her full-time as an employee, which means I am almost completely hands-off for one-on-one client work. Yes. Okay. That's one. Um, step two is I'm stepping really fully into, uh, coaching and my courses. Mm -hmm. And I have this really fun idea for the monthly social, which is going to be like a accountability group for your social media. Uh Um, so I'm really excited about launching those two phases of the business. Uh, and I'm being very aware of the container of my time. Because again, let's go back to Lauren Z. Lauren, like I'm really good at doing a lot for everybody else. And so I've been learning through this process and through, you know, watching you put parameters on your own time um, and, and the other coaches that I work with. It's like, okay, I really have to sit firm with this is my working time. And then I get mm-hmm. to step away because otherwise when I come back, I won't be creatively full in order to yeah. do these things. Got it. So that's kind of it's it's bringing this person on as a full-time social media manager. It's growing my courses and the social monthly um, or the the monthly social so that that's something that is great and fulfilling and really making sure that when I say I'm done for the day, I'm done. That's Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. It's so clear. So let's have you back in a year. Let's hear how it goes. No pressure. <laughs> I'll be like, well, guys, I made 112,000. Right? So just as we wrap up for everyone listening, I just I want to just make an observation so that no one misses it. This is what happens when you take action. We don't know something until we know something. So I can just imagine someone listening to you thinking, boy, like how does she even know what the plan, how to plan or what to focus on? And we don't know it until we do. But the only way we bridge that gap is by making a commitment to ourselves and beginning to take action. 
trusting it's like I don't know which Indiana Jones movie it was and I'm really dating myself right now but there's one Indiana Jones movie where he's walking out into the air yes, and the bridge appears the yes. under his feet yes. right yes. that's what it's like building a six-figure business and you modeled that so well this year and I just really want to acknowledge you for that thank you I I feel like I didn't do anything I feel like I was so afraid and and if like Here's the deal, y'all, is that in the Six Figure Coaching Club, I am there a day doesn't go by where I am not astounded and amazed at the brilliance of, of the people in this club. And mm-hmm. uh, we're all at different levels. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is if you have something that you want to share, if you know that coaching is where you want to be, please don't, please just don't wait. It's it's the same thing I tell people about social media. We need your voice, we need your creativity, we need your your the beauty you're going to put it in the world because we are really hurting right now. And yeah. so if this at all speaks to you, please, um, you know, jump in, sign up because we need you yeah. and, and trust in yourself enough to make that happen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations on a wonderful year. And I can't wait to see what happens in 2021. Thanks, Lauren. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Until next time, this is Dallas Travers and Lauren Litt signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.